0: Hi guys welcome back to the Soul food podcast i'm your host anorma and today i will be speaking about waiting for the lord a couple of weekends ago i was doing a devotional titled i would have lost heart and i had to read from psalm 27 verses 11 to 14 which says teach me how to live O lord lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things i've never done with every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord." That last verse really jumped at me which is essentially where the inspiration for this episode came from. Many of us might not be conscious of this but we spend a lot of our time waiting, be it waiting for news, Waiting for a response, waiting for a promotion, waiting for the next season of life, waiting in queues and that last part a lot of UK drivers have learnt the hard way in the past couple of weeks with the few crises we are currently experiencing unfortunately. On the spiritual side of things, when we pray, we sometimes have to wait for the answers to our prayers from God. If you are single but have a desire to be married, you are waiting to meet whoever the Lord has prepared to be your future spouse and vice versa. And of course, as believers, we are ultimately waiting for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My point is that waiting is something we naturally know how to do, whether we realize it or not, especially if you are a Londoner like me. And I say this because if you grew up in London, or have lived in london long enough and you've had to rely on tfl as your main mode of transportation you know a thing or two about waiting either due to disruptions delays or cancellations on services and with that being said i believe because we are used to waiting it's become second nature to us so i don't think a lot of us find it hard to wait however i have come to learn that there is a difference between waiting and waiting well Now what I mean by waiting well is it's not about how long you can wait or how long you've been waiting, rather it's about maintaining a good attitude while you wait. And I believe this is where the struggle lies for many of us who are either currently in a season of waiting or for those of us who will soon be going into a season where we will be required to wait for the Lord. And let's be real with ourselves. Just like the psalmist even recognised in that verse 14 that we read, waiting is not easy. Life is full of ups and downs, highs and lows, and depending on what you are waiting for and how long you've been waiting for that thing, it's so easy to lose heart. It's so easy for worry, doubt, anxiety, discouragement and even fear to set in. I think this is something we've all seen on the news this past couple of weeks alone, where so many people we're panicked buying petrol due to the lack of HDV drivers. Now, as we can sit here and point fingers, we don't know what some of those people's personal circumstances are. For example, we don't know how long they've been waiting in the queues to get some petrol because some of the queues I saw last week were ridiculous. I do not envy any UK drivers right now. We don't know how far they've had to drive to find petrol because quite a number of petrol stations had to close down because they've sold out. For all we know some of those people that were causing all this traffic might make their living from driving and were panic buying out of desperation because that's their only source of income and not having enough petrol in their cars mean they can't feed their families so i'm not here necessarily to justify some of the antisocial behaviors we saw on the news this past couple of weeks or even the dangerous measures some people resulted to like filling up plastic bags and water bottles with petrol but simply to highlight how hard it can be to maintain a good attitude and wait well when you are under pressure so since i've mentioned some examples of instances that require us to wait in our everyday life let's look at what the word has to say on this topic can i just begin by saying if god is making you wait you are in good company because the bible is full of people from different walks of life that also waited for the lord in their lifetime and we can learn from their examples. And the first biblical character I want us to look at is none other than the father of faith himself, Abraham, who waited on God to fulfill his promise to him. In Genesis chapter 17, from verse 15 to 16, God made a promise to Abraham that he would have a son through his wife, Sarah, despite her old age. Let's read that passage quickly, which says, Abraham, your wife's name will now be Sarah instead of Sarai. I will bless her and you will have a son by her. She will become the mother of nations and some of her descendants will even be kings." Abraham was almost 100 years old when God spoke these words to him and his wife Sarah was 90. They waited another 25 years for this promise to be fulfilled and eventually Sarah gave birth to the promised seed Isaac just as the Lord promised. But the reason why Abraham is regarded as the father of faith is because when God made this promise to him, he believed God and it was his faith that was credited to him as righteousness because he trusted in God to keep that promise. Hebrews 6 15 puts it like this, then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. The second biblical character that also had to wait for the Lord is Joseph. The story of Joseph begins in Genesis chapter 37 and ends in chapter 50. Joseph was his father's favorite son which caused his brothers to hate him. From a young age he also had dreams which showed him ruling over his family one day which furthered his brothers disdain for him to the point that they wanted to kill him but instead they staged his death and sold him into slavery. After being sold into slavery by his brothers, Joseph was thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit because his master's wife falsely accused him of attempting to rape her. Now, while he was in prison, he interpreted the dreams of fellow prisoners, including one who served as cupbearer to Pharaoh. The interpretation Joseph made of his dream was that the cupbearer would be released from prison. Joseph asked him to remember him and show kindness by mentioning him to Pharaoh to get him out of prison too. And we see this in Genesis 40 from verse 12 to 15. However, the cupbearer forgot about Joseph after his release. Two years passed before Pharaoh needed his own dream interpreted. And that's when the cupbearer remembered that Joseph interpreted dreams. Eventually, Pharaoh made Joseph the second in command in all of Egypt and his position in Egypt fulfilled the dream he had that he would rule over his family because they came to Egypt for food during the famine. Now in the 13 years of Joseph waiting in prison, he trusted in God and the Lord blessed him and caused him to flourish in everything he did. Last but not least, our Lord Jesus Christ also waited to begin his ministry. The public ministry of Jesus did not begin until he was 30 years old, like we read in Luke chapter 3, from verse 21 to 23. Now when all the people were baptised, and when Jesus also had been baptised and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, saying, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus when he began his ministry was about 30 years of age. The following three years of Jesus' life were filled by living alongside his disciples to prepare them for when he would no longer be with them. It was a time of going from place to place fulfilling prophecies that were made about him and for telling people to repent and believe for God's kingdom had come near. We know Jesus entered our world over 2000 years ago to take the sins of the world upon himself. He brought good news to a decaying world that needed and continues to need hope and reconciliation in relationship to God. God the Father alone knows the appointed time for all things, including when Jesus will return. And like I said earlier for us as believers, this is an event we are eagerly waiting for and have been for over 2000 years now. We don't know when Jesus will return or when our lives on earth will come to an end. But we do have an everlasting hope that's found in Christ. So what is the purpose of waiting? And how can we maintain a good attitude as we wait? I'm glad you asked. I am a firm believer that in Christ, no experience is wasted, including the wait. Many times I feel like when we are waiting, we tend to focus primarily on the end result. And we only look forward to what's on the other side of the wait. But I believe that God is at work in our waiting. Although we might not see any changes in these times of waiting, particularly through times of difficulty and periods of personal growth. But there is a divine purpose in all of it, because one thing that God does in us is that he uses our periods of waiting to refine our character, to make us more Christ-like. This is because God can see things in our hearts and our lives that need to be ironed out and making us wait for him is one way he achieves this one character trait for example that God produces in us in our waiting is patience the dictionary definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious before I came across that definition I used to think of myself as a pretty patient person But remembering how annoyed i was being stuck in traffic because of the queues just this past couple of weeks i don't think i'm as patient as i would like to think and there is a common saying that patience is a virtue and i've always wondered why this is well i found out that it's because patience enables us to analyze things and situations beyond their face value Being impatient causes us to make rash decisions that we might regret later on in life. But when you are patient, you learn how to make decisions and choices from a place of confidence and wisdom instead of being hasty. And I believe that God is more interested in developing our characters than he is in promoting us because anyone can get a promotion, but it's having good character that keeps you promoted. Another thing that I believe the Lord also does in us, in our waiting, is to prepare us for the next season in life. And just going back to the example of Joseph that we touched on earlier, in those 13 years that he had to wait for God to rescue him from slavery and imprisonment, anywhere Joseph found himself, he was put in charge of everything. As a slave, his master Potiphar entrusted him with his entire household, and even as a prisoner, The guards put him in charge over all the other prisoners. And like I said previously, God doesn't waste the weight because I believe that God used these periods in Joseph's life to train him and prepare him to be an overseer. Because once those 13 years were up, Joseph was promoted to second in command to Pharaoh over all of Egypt, which was the world's superpower at the time. But at this time, he had learned to exercise wisdom and make good decisions and be an overseer of people and affairs. Moreover, God used Joseph to preserve posterity. And like Joseph said in Genesis 50 verse 20 about his own waiting, speaking to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Some of the other things that God does in us in our waiting is to strengthen our faith and confidence in him, as well as make us more resilient. I say all this to say, don't waste the wait. Waiting for the Lord is worth it. I know that's still easier said than done. So how can we ensure that we maintain a good attitude while waiting? One, I believe we should remind ourselves of the character and attributes of God as revealed in his word, the Bible. Like we established at the beginning of this episode, irrespective of how enshrined waiting is in our everyday life it's still not an easy thing to do and when you've been going through difficulties and have been waiting for the lord for a long time it's so easy to get down on yourself because after all hope deferred makes the heart sick now following from there remind yourself of the promises god has made to us in his word because though our circumstances change god's character and his word are unchanging they remain the same no matter what we go through. And in addition to that, remember God's past faithfulness in your life. I believe these are great ways to encourage ourselves in the Lord and to build up our hope, knowing that since God has been faithful to us in the past, he will continue to do the same because he is constant. And one final thing that we can do to help us wait well is to reach out to people. For me personally, when I'm facing challenging situations, my natural inclination is to isolate myself and suffer in silence. But in recent years, I have learned and I'm still learning that part of the beauty of Christian fellowship is having godly, trustworthy people around you that you can do life with. I believe that God strategically places people in our life for us to do life together. And it's when we reach out to those people in our times of difficulty that we can be encouraged by them. We can draw strength from them we can have them loving us with prayers and words of affirmation because at the end of the day the christian life was not created to be lived in isolation we thrive in community if this were not true christ would not have established the church and part of god's purpose behind establishing the church is so that we can build each other up we can edify one another we can love each other in words and indeed we can provoke each other to good works we can confess our faults to each other and pray over one another as those who have been made righteous in Christ because the prayers of a righteous man is powerful and effective but when we shut people out and choose to suffer in silence we hinder those God has placed in our lives from serving us with their gifts and meeting our needs Finally, I want us to bear in mind that waiting doesn't necessarily mean you are inactive and doing nothing. Unlike in instances where you are waiting for a bus or you're waiting for a train, where all you can do is literally sit or stand around and wait, sometimes God has things for us to be doing as we wait. So saints, get busy and continue to be good stewards over what it is that God has entrusted in your care. I believe keeping busy by living out our God-given purpose will also help us to maintain a good attitude while we wait, as opposed to being idle. But most importantly, pray and ask God to give you the grace to do the things that he requires of you. That's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us again. Until next time, peace and blessings.